afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and sitting across from me today in the co-host chair is Mr. Mike Siegel. Hello, Pat. I'm here, and I'm ready to rock. You are ready to rock, Mike. <laughs> you, uh, you, you, now let's, first of all, let's say that you're, you're traveling soon. Yes. Will you, this show will air, let me tell you when this is going to air. You can tell me where you'll be. January 23rd is when this is going to drop. That's I will still be in L.A. You will be? Yeah. Okay, but you're heading to where? I am heading to Africa, to Kenya and Tanzania, and I'm planning to uh, hike Mount Kilimanjaro, and the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. You're getting in shape for this? I am. I'm training. I'm running. I'm doing stairs. I'm uh, hiking a lot. Are you? Uh, it looks like you're doing some upper body. It looks like the... No, the, I'm not... Uh, yeah, the, I mean... There's a natural guns right there? <laughs> No more than I've ever done before. All right. No, I'm back in the gym. I'm like, I, you can't prepare for the uh, the altitude. That's the only hard thing. I mean, you can with a machine or something. I'm uh-huh. not going to bother with all that. But all you can do is just try to be in good shape. What is the, you, what don't, is the, you don't run with like a plastic bag over your head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that might, you might try that. All right, I'll give that a shot. Did you, uh, how, what is the, the altitude for uh, Mount it's, Kilimanjaro? It's about 19,500 feet. What are we at right Time. now in the studio? <laughs> Probably a few hundred. A few hundred feet. And you know what? I'm feeling a little lightheaded. <laughs> so um, uh, are you going with people you know? Or are you going to be, are you going to have a guide? Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually joining up a, a tour group okay. with a tour company that I've used before in other countries. So, Ladies, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, it's, it's mixed. And mm-hmm. hopefully I won't be the oldest guy tents? on it. Uh, the first week is going to be, yeah, staying in tents. On the mountain, I'm going to be staying in huts. They're built uh, huts on this particular route. Well, this training that you're doing, this is also going to come in handy for the uh, Warrior the Dash. Warrior Dash we're going to do, yeah. That's going to yeah. look like nothing compared to him climbing <laughs> I know. the mountain. I know. And this year, I want you to go full out. I don't want you hanging oh, back. I'm, no, definitely. Yeah, this no, year, I'm, we're I'm all not, going I'm full out. I'm not hanging, waiting for uh, Pardo anyway, at this yeah. time. This time, we're going Although, full he's out. running a lot. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. the running is where you make up all the time. Yeah, I'm the one right now that needs to start the training. Well, you had knee problems last year. Uh, I did have a knee, and I don't have that knee problem. I have, I have a little, like, I have a little pull in my one, but it's not like, last year was, yeah, that was bad. But so I'm, You limped through it all last year. Yeah, I know, and I was still happy with the time I did. And Murray's doing it, right? I mean, he said he's in. Murray's got, like, in. nine guys doing it. Chinnery's doing it. Okay, that I'll believe when I see now, it. Now, look, Chinnery paid, and you know he doesn't like to no, lose yeah. money. <laughs> That's true. He, uh, he probably paid with a credit card and made like five hundred dollars. Yeah, he got a free, like, free flight somehow. <laughs> He's actually going to fly down to the to the competition. Matt Belknap is going to be doing. Going to be doing it. Um, I sadly, Schmitty, I think Schmitty's, Schmitty's doing, it. doing it. This is going to be after my birthday this year, so I'm actually going to be in a different age bracket. Oh, than you're you going to be fifty and over, fifty to fifty-five. Yep. Like, huh? Belknap will be in the bracket under you guys, <laughs> and then it will be everyone else, you and then me. Means, though you're going to be one of the, you're going to be one of the youngest guys in your group, so you might have a shot at winning that thing. I'm going to bring home the gold. You're damn right, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how this came about. A couple weeks ago on one of the shows. Um, uh, we you must played have... a Graham Parker song from nineteen. 19- yes, it was. It was, the... it was the 2013 year interview, and, and I said that is an old song. And we looked it up, and it was from 1977. And you made a joke that uh, oh, we could play everything from 1977. And I went, yes, yes, let's by do all that. means, yes. So it was, that's what it's a great year. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do 1977, 
And uh, I tweeted about it earlier, but I have someone coming in here a little bit. I know. I saw that tweet, and I'm excited. To surprise you. So if he comes in, don't say anything. Just okay. let him come in, and we'll point him to the couch, Ooh, and hopefully he'll, he'll be quiet. But um, <laughs> since, uh, since you wanted to do this, I'm going to kick it off with you. You uh, go right into it. Well, I have this theory that like uh, whatever you're into between the ages of like 8 and 18... That's your wheelhouse, really, for the rest of your life. Like, you'll always come back mm-hmm. to that, whether it's movies, film, you know, movies, music, books, whatever, TV shows. Right. It's your thing. So, yeah. my, first, my first kiss was, uh, was uh, Lori Brennan. And uh, <laughs> once in a while, when I want to kiss again, I fly home to Pennsylvania and I, I, I plant one right on her. I, I honestly <laughs> thought you were going to talk about your first kiss album that you heard. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> my yeah. first kiss. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, so, I was like 10. In 1977, okay. or you know, later in the year, I turned 10, and I was uh, and I was 13. In yeah, so this is a big year for us. You yeah. know, it, it, everything was great. So um, double digits for you, and I'm a teenager. It was a now. big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. But uh, so anyway, I always come back to music from that era. So when mm-hmm. it was, this was a hard thing to to narrow down. Okay, didn't I email you and say we we got like 30? I know songs. I got. <laughs> I got to whittle down somehow, but... Um, and uh, Mike whittled them down to 23. Yeah. No, that's okay. I have 17, so we're not going to get to them all, but... <laughs> no. um, but there was a lot of great uh, first albums, debut albums came out yeah. that year, and I'm going to lead it off with a guy who uh, had his debut album this year, produced by our friend Nick Lowe. Oh, excellent. This is uh, Elvis Costello. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't see it still. Juliet was waiting with a safety net. He said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the miserable dance? I want to know about the miserable dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I still missed the fight. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. Did you have that album when it came out or do you even know who he was? Uh, I'll tell you this. My, my name uh, is true was the album. My, that's right. And it's, uh, and I, I just got into Elvis Costello about two years oh, that's ago. That's right. <laughs> and uh, those, first, uh, those first Elvis Costello and the Attraction albums are just amazing. But I will tell you, my, uh, my, my, uh, my mom's uh, brother, uh, Uncle Richard, he used to buy me albums for Christmas. And I would unwrap them and I'd just be like, is this? I don't like this. And I can remember all the albums that he bought me that I did not like at the time, and I just shelved them. First Pretenders album. Uh, yeah, who needs that? I know. Uh, <laughs> some Steely Dan album, um, a Birds album, Talking Heads Remain in Light. It's a cool my, uncle. My Aim is True. I know, but at the time, it wasn't even... I was listening to Fleetwood Mac yeah, and the AM Eagles. radio, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't into this stuff at all. But now in hindsight... I love all those albums. Oh now. yeah, absolutely. So it took me a while to to catch on to that, but uh, you know, he lived in Boston. He was in the big city, and I'm still in Hollidaysburg, PA. So I was just like, "Pretenders, what?" Right. Well, this album, I mean, I didn't hear you. We didn't hear Elvis Costello on AM radio. No, you, play, you had to know again. You had to have an uncle like that, yeah, <laughs> or somebody who and knew somebody. So, kid, trust your uncle when he buys yeah. you. Yeah, uh, when he buys you, you have a cool old, older sibling or something. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> That was a great album. I, uh, I'm glad you're going. I, I'm glad. I like the way your first song is going because I'm going. I'm going a little more, even more AM radio ish. I'm almost well, going. I have like, that too. So I didn't know which way to go on this. I mean, you could I have a go little like, both. I had you know a lot of classic rock mm-hmm. came out of here, but I, I try not to bring stuff that was completely played to death that right. we've all done. So 
Well, my first song, I'm going to call this my first Super Sounds of the 70s song. I like it. K-Tel, sure. Let's go from the album. Uh, well, I can't give the album title because that's also the name of the song. I'll just tell you that this fella's name is Jay Ferguson. Oh. Awesome. I forgot about that Thunder one. Thunder Island. Thunder Island. I think his other hit was Shakedown Cruise. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, those are the only two I know. Because like, whenever <laughs> I, I, this song comes up, I'm like, oh, Jay Ferguson, he's got to have a couple other songs, right? Oh, he doesn't. Okay. So <laughs> what, that's was, it. what was your uh, station out of, did you get your radio out of Pittsburgh? We had uh, WFBG. WFBG. It was, it was, in, it was uh, in Altoona. Okay, Altoona, It was a lo- very local AM radio. And uh, and then I would buy my forty fives down uh, downtown <laughs> at Teresa's Music Store. Teresa's, and it was actually a music store. It was like where you would buy sheet music and instruments. Instruments too. But then they had they'd have a couple albums and they had forty fives there. So how much was a forty five? Felt like they were ninety. They were like a buck, weren't they? Or something yeah, like and now they're still a buck on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, inflation hasn't happened at all with music. <laughs> but you try to describe like to young people like Kyle. Yeah. That AM radio, they had to play everything. So yeah. you would hear like a country song mm-hmm. after like Thunder Island and right. then all of a sudden like a, an R&B kind of like a disco right. song. It was like a weird, yeah, we had like WLS in Chicago that yeah. was one of the most powerful signals in the country. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could hear it in your radiator two states away. Yeah, you'd, it was hear, amazing. you'd hear Kenny Rogers uh, and yeah. Dolly Parton alongside Prince and whatever <laughs> was going yeah. on. Yeah, so they had to cover all bases. But uh should we move on? Yes, please. Okay. Well, these guys, uh, well, I'll get to more of it later, but this is a reason. It's bands like this, and this was my first concert, who I ever saw, uh, that uh, punk was started because <laughs> it got a little pretentious, I'm going to say, rock music, All and right. uh, personified by this band, really. So go ahead, Kyle. To start to mold a new reality closer to the heart, closer to the heart. Blacksmith and the artist reflected in their art, they forge their creativity closer to the heart. Yes, closer to the heart. The right, bl- the blacksmith, the blacksmith, and the artist, artist. <laughs> reflected in their heart. That's from a farewell to kings. Farewell to kings, nineteen seventy-seven. Closer to the heart. Well, I'm gonna play this song. Every, every I'm gonna say everyone. If you've ever been to a pep rally Uh-oh. or a sporting event, you've heard this song. I've actually got three drop-in points for this. Let's uh, start it out. It's from their sixth album. News of the world oh. started in at 11 seconds first. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, We will, we will rock you. Stop it. 
and uh, we're, then we're going to jump to 156. Uh, now, this when you bought this on the on a 45, We Will Rocky was on one side, All right, and, then and We Are two. the Champions was on the other side. So let's drop it in at 156. The little bridge is right there. Did the bridge, and then let's close it out at three thirty-three. Can I tell you, I hated this song growing up. Hated it, and now still hate it. (laughs) Still hate it. I love Queen, but this. That's when we were singing that in Little League in the dugout. You know, we would sing that, and then we would stomp our feet. We would, yeah. But again, one of my favorite movies, 76, when I was, you know, Bad News Bears. Yeah. How did they come up with that, with with that, we, I mean, they didn't, they didn't set out to write a stadium anthem. You know what I mean? Like a. Are you no, sure? No, but I mean, they, I don't think they set out to write a song that would be played at sporting events. Did you? I know. No, probably not. But I mean, yeah. What was the purpose? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, there's we a lot of... We will rock queen, you. That's pretty cocky. There's, I mean, who says... Uh, think of some of the lyrics in Bohemian Rhapsody. No one... Yeah, what do those mean? They were high. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to move on because uh, this is... One of the reasons I also love this year, this is the year punk broke. I was going to say, what if you decided not to move on? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Show's over. Take care, fellas. Um, but I'm, this is my favorite era of... Rock music, really, like punk, that early punk stuff in England and in New York. So this is a band that uh, never really had a hit, but all the critics love them. And this was uh, television. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marquee Moon was their big album that came out. I have this album. See No Evil. That song. That's uh, it's Tom Verlaine. Is Tom that... Verlaine and uh, do 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 Tom. No, oh, crap. But Tom Verlaine's the guitarist, vocalist. Yeah, uh, Richard Hell was in it. That's right. Uh, for start, and then he got booted out. And uh, Richard, uh, oh God, it's killing me now because Richard Lloyd, okay, was the other guitarist. Yeah, I was in a I was in a comic book shop like eight years ago, and this was playing, and I didn't. I didn't remember it. I didn't know what it was. And I said, can I ask what, what you're playing? He's like, oh, it's uh, Marky Moon by television. I'm like, I got to go get that. Yeah. That was, that's great. a band that just radio didn't like. Yeah. It's it, weird. It never latched on to them. But they were great. Yeah, they were think, great. Think of all the talent that's out there that just doesn't get 
pushed to the top. Yeah, and they were the first band to play in CBGBs of, of that scene. They were the guys who really, like uh, Verlaine and Hell, were like schoolboy yeah. friends, and they came, they walked by that thing, and say, "Hey, maybe we can play here." Let's go into this shithole. <laughs> yeah, still and it get, was a it was a shithole. I still got to see how awful that CBGB's movie is. Oh, that's, that's made all these rankings of the worst movies of the year yeah, last year. Oh, we have to check that out. Oh, it's it's going to be angry. Uh, it's going to get me angry. I played I played some uh, pretentious Queen music. Now I'm going to play a band that likes to take uh, their orchestra music and throw it together with some electricity and some light. Oh. And they uh, are led by Jeff Lynn from The Move. And this is a song from 1977 called Mr. Blue Sky. Love this song. Classic. Yep. Did you not just meet Jeff Lynn? Murray saw him at the Eagles concert. Oh. Yeah, he came right back from his, uh, he goes, I just met, uh, what's his name, Mr. Mr. Bl- you, you met Mr. Blue Sky? <laughs> no, no, I met uh, Jeff Lynn, Jeff Lynn. Still wearing the shades, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he said he was, because I think if he, if he wouldn't, you might you pr- probably wouldn't recognize him. Yeah, that was probably a great disguise for him, just to walk around yeah. without those shades on. Yeah, and wear, to wear them indoors, uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Dark concert. Is he blind? Maybe he's blind. <laughs> Well, you guys are in the VIP section, huh? We were uh, we had access to the uh, to the forum room, which was high end liquor. Oh, and uh, like real food. Like, would you like an apple salad, or would you or oh. would would you like a chicken lollipop? I mean, it, it was like it <laughs> was like uh, would you like a vegetarian apanada? I mean, it was it wasn't that's great corn dogs. It was like real food. It wow. was unbelievable salmon pizza. It was amazing, and you loved the show. Did they well, just like to make the menu? Did they just take two different things and put them together, like salmon pizza or chicken? Those are the examples that you gave. It's just what they call them. That's what they would say. What's your review of the forum that they redid? Oh, the forum it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah everything is top notch. Every maybe it was because we were in the VIP room, but everyone we walked by that worked there was like, "Are you having a pleasant evening, sir? How are you doing tonight, sir?" And I just kept turning to Murray and going, "We are no one. They don't realize that we are nobody." Maybe they're fans of this show. You don't know that. But that's true. That's true. Are those the rock solid guys over there <laughs> eating their chicken lollipop? Oh, I love Pat Francis. <laughs> and then Murray. Murray. Why couldn't Siegel be here? <laughs> oh, or April. Do you like April Richardson? <laughs> Christy? Yeah, but Murray was here. <laughs> Murray. Uh, what's up next for you? Uh, the biggest movie of 1977 that changed all our lives. Can you think about it? Think hard. Star Wars. Yes. It was the biggest thing. I remember when it came out. I, I saw it early enough. Like, my dad wasn't into movies that much. He, I don't remember him, like, rushing us out to go to movies. Mm-hmm. But we saw it early. He was a sci-fi fan. He liked Star Trek and okay. stuff like that. So I remember him taking us. It must have been around June. Mm-hmm. Like, it just came out. Yeah. Lying around the block. I know. Of the, of the theater. And I, he took us early enough that I didn't even know what it was. Mike, you should have got your tickets on Fandango. You wouldn't have had to wait in line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if it could only. But... Uh, so that happened at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. then we come back, end of the school year, yeah. and we come back after that summer, everybody's, Star Wars, everything, lunchboxes, t-shirts, everything, sheets, everything, the toys, everything, everybody had it. Nothing's changed. Yeah. 
And so you still you go to Target right now, Star Wars still toys. there, still there. Um, but this was actually a top forty hit. Uh, this is the Star Wars theme, uh, disco version, Star Wars uh, slash Cantina band. <laughs> now imagine hitting the floor to this, huh? Oh, a little R2 in there. This was a hit. It was actually a hit yep. on the radio. People would call in and request this. Yeah. Oh, wait till the change is coming. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Come on. It's got to be coming through. Oh, here we go. Going to Mos Eisley now. I can remember where I was the first time I heard this. Where? I was at Studio 54 with Carrie Fisher. <laughs> and she got a bloody nose because she was snorting cocaine off of Cher's ass crack. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't forget the image. There you go. It's crazy. Will you find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy? <laughs> Studio 54? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a good pull, Kyle. That was by you, Miko. You, M-E-C-O. I don't know what... Yeah. Some kind of... I don't know if that's a guy, a band, whatever it is. It's probably just John Williams' kids. But not only was that a hit, also uh, the actual John Williams version was also a hit. Yeah, who that's puts that huge, on the radio? Huge. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, but I was it, the perfect age for it. You know, yeah. and it was, I was perfect for it. I had, like, the, I had the Star Wars soundtrack of in, oh, yeah, I did two albums the of, double in, album. of incidental music. That why, why would a kid ever listen to that? It's just epic, though. Like, I don't know. It's I know. Of course. weird. And the album was black and just black. Just it white. had Vader's uh, image on it, like in the stars. Yeah, I remember and just it. had the uh, the white Star Wars. Line. It was so weird that I would have that album. <laughs> uh, well, what what ended up being my favorite band of all time released their first two studio albums in 1977, and uh, that's Cheap Trick, and this is their second album uh, in color, and uh, this is Come On, Come On. Claps in there. Nice. Two I, albums in the same year? Yeah, the debut album, and then this uh, came out later in the year. Who does that anymore? I don't, nobody. No one. Nobody does. <laughs> it takes people four or five years between albums. Did you, uh, so you, when did you really latch on to them? When, when uh, did you become a fan? In 78 when Budokan came out, yeah. and then I was like, oh, this is a live album, so they must have like albums. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then, but I didn't, I didn't go back until after then. Uh, Dream Police came out, okay. and I love that. And then I just went back, and then I've been a fan and day of release purchaser. Oh, really? Ever since? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, uh, well, we heard them a little more in Chicago yeah. because they were from there. But yeah, they were. Uh, and the albums are all different. Like the first album's really heavy, and then this album's more poppy. And it's it was like really cool to oh wow, this is the same band. <laughs> and you're sporting that Robin Zander T-shirt, uh, that the Robin Zander band T-shirt. <laughs> no, that you I'm not. <laughs> Buying that Robin's the worst t-shirt. t-shirt ever. Four old men on a shirt. <laughs> no, three old men and then a recognizable a recognizable man. old man <laughs> named Robin Tander. 
than a guy who you go, hey, that guy's keeping it together a little bit. Well, I'm going to uh, move it on because uh, I know in Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, you have a huge African-American community. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But where I grew up, we had, uh, you know, like I said, we, we had all music around. Right. So they used to bring in, because it was so cold in the winter, we used to have a recess where if it was super cold outside, we wouldn't go outside. After lunch, they'd set up a record player and we could bring in stuff. So, oh, nice. So the, the white kids would bring in like Cheap Trick right. or the Queen Speed or something. Speedwagon. Yeah. And uh, the African-American kids would bring in, uh, this is a huge hit. In, uh, it, uh, the album came out in the end of 77 mm-hmm. by uh, Parliament and oh, wow. uh, from an album I'm sure you had, Funk and Telekine versus the Placebo Syndrome. I didn't have that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, they looked like a black kiss, didn't they? Oh, they were crazy. Yeah. But um, this is Flashlight. the gist i don't even remember that song. you don't remember it was huge no i don't oh, remember in my hood it was pumping out of the garages and basements all over the place sitting in the beanbag chair the only time that <laughs> the only time we had a flashlight out in hollisburg is if we were checking to see if any black people were trying to break into our house <laughs> like for a guy who did as much drugs as george clinton did he was the most prolific guy in the 70s it was unbelievable he had parliament Funkadelic. He produced all these mm-hmm. other bands, and it was it was nuts how just much he got he, done. Just think what he could have achieved without the drugs, Mike. Or could he? Maybe it helped. Ah, that yeah. was the inspiration. He, he could have been president. You don't dream up. A, <laughs> he could yeah. have been president. You don't dream up a spaceship like that no. uh, without a little help. I don't know. Electric Light Orchestra had a spaceship. That's true. So did Boston. <laughs> It's shaped like a guitar. Did they bring it on stage, have it float down, and climb out of it? No. Yeah, yeah. George did. To do that. Um, this is a song. This is by a band called Firefall. Oh, I know this song. And I. Uh, it's about the horses. The one about. The- no, I don't think so. Okay. This is uh this I, this was an album that I got through the Columbia Record Club. Oh, Columbia Record and Tape, sure. You, only a penny, and, you, and then you have the, for the rest of your life. And then your parents have to write a letter yeah. and say, "My kid's eleven and shouldn't have done this." <laughs> But that uh, that box would come of vinyl and it would weigh like forty pounds because it was your it was your thirteen albums plus one for half price which was seven you yeah, know right. but this was a and I didn't even realize this the album's called Luna Moon mm-hmm. and C S E A okay so say that together oh uh, lunacy I didn't ever pick you up didn't on get that it. You until didn't put it together I never did and then last <laughs> night Kyle goes oh I get it and I go what he goes the title I go lunacy he goes yeah. I go, oh, oh, oh. You didn't get it until lunacy. last night. Yeah. Right. I, I looked at I, it like right away. I, I was like, oh, lunacy. I still didn't get it. It had to be pointed <laughs> out to me. Now, so I've never gotten it. So this is, uh, this is called Just Remember I Love You. Oh, I don't know this one. Oh, I played this like a nut job when this came out. Like over and over. So much trouble, oh, no, I knew this one. The world has crumbled and you don't know why when your hopes are Just remember I love 
I remember that one. Yeah. I played that. Uh, and then their other one was uh, You Are the Woman. You Are the Woman that I've woman. always dreamed of. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Firefall. Uh, Super Sound. Where were they 70s. from? I don't know. I just looked them up on Wikipedia. There was they, a million of those bands that were just a, faceless. You didn't know who was in them. They had hits. Things like, uh, you know, Pablo Cruz, and the Atlanta <laughs> Rhythm Section. And, Ambrosia. And, <laughs> yeah, all those things. They're from Boulder, Colorado. Oh, sure. They started in 1974. I, now, their bass player, Mark Andy, went on to uh, be the bass player in the 80s uh, version of Heart, the big popular. Oh, really? Yeah. But who else is in here? I don't know any of these no, names. Sandy, Bill Hopkins, Sandy Because they're Ficka. dentists. They're dentists now. Yeah, they have a, have a used car lot. Oh, <laughs> actually, there's a picture here of them uh, playing in 2010. So. Wow. I can't believe you weren't at that show. I didn't know they were playing. With their lunacy t-shirt. Do they have, a, they have, a, they have an official <laughs> that, that would have been a, that's a shitty t-shirt. Yeah, that's a it shitty. is. It's a t-shirt I don't get. I still don't get it. <laughs> they have a website, firefall.com. Oh, cool. It's, uh, it's done by, Word, it's a WordPress site. <laughs> Firefall reunion concerts. Oh, that was in two thousand eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to see this band. <laughs> right. what, uh, what state fair are you gonna go to yeah. to see them? Well, they're from Boulder, Colorado, so probably some something in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> they had the song "Strange Way" too. That's a strange way to tell me you love me. Okay, they're big. Three hits is more than most bands get. For Three sure. hits isn't bad. No, more than Jay Ferguson has. Absolutely. Fucking guys living on Thunder Island. <laughs> You're up, buddy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get our balls back here. Oh, really? We're going back to New York Punk. This is uh, from their debut album, Young, Loud, and Snotty. It's the Dead Boys with Caught with the Meat in Your Mouth. This couldn't be more unfirefall. <laughs> That song. That's a good song. Steve Bader's I, and the boys. Steve Bader's used to date uh, Martha Quinn. Yeah. From, we know that from the MTV book. Steve Bader's, Cheetah Chrome, Johnny Blitz. Steve Bader's not with us anymore. No. Rock and peace. Cheetah Chrome is, though. He's still, he's still going around. What's he doing? He was... Is uh, he in Firefall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the, the kid from uh, Harry Potter played him in the movies, in, the, oh, in that CBGB movie. Gotta see that. That's gotta be awful. Because uh, they're all over that book... Uh, Please Kill Me, which is one of my favorite yeah, books that's of all right. time. Yeah, that's right. They are. And Dead Boys get a big chunk of that. But Stiff Baders, is, yeah, he was really the ugliest guy you've ever seen. I know. So when he was what dating Martha Quinn, it was very strange. <laughs> that, uh, that, makes you see, that makes it seem like she's attainable, like you could get her. <laughs> right. Uh, we, th- speaking of attainable, we've got to get her in here. That'd be, an, that'd be a Chris, show. Chris, I tried, and, I, and her people said Martha doesn't want to do stuff like that. Oh. But Christy Stratton's husband is friends with her. And oh, I yeah. said, I said, well, how good a friend? And Christy said, Martha was at our wedding reception. I'm like, well, get her in here. Yeah. So it won't. But if I get her in, it won't be with you. I know. Tell be Christy to pull her weight. That's all. Yeah. Come on, Christy. <laughs> uh, um, this is uh, this is off this artist's arguably 
one of his top two albums of all time. This is uh, this is a guy who ends his concert by saying, uh, "Don't take shit from no one." Oh, yeah, sure. This guy's from Long Island. His name's Mr. William Joel, <laughs> and this is a song that, when I was growing up in my small town, Pennsylvania, this song was uh, talked about on local talk radio as uh, being offensive, and a song that they were trying to get banned from the radio in my hometown. This is called "Only the, the Good, Good Die, Die Young." Young. I yep. was going to say that. Oh, the Catholic girls. Yep. You got Yep. Did you grow up in the dirty dancing town? What the heck? Charmouth, Virginia, don't let me wait. The Catholic girls start much too late. All sooner or later, it comes down to fate. I might as well will be the one. Well, they showed you a statue, told you to pray. They built a true temple and locked you away. Ah, but they never told you the price that you pay. The things that you might have done. Only the good die young. That's what I said. That's why Billy Joel still alive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love that song. Though. I That's do too. I song. love that album. I remember. Didn't I remember. They actually talk about it. Like they. they I remember my mom saying, "Do you know this? Uh, do you know this song by Billy Joel? William Joel. I know, Mister Joel. I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like." She I don't know said if you should. Joel. Yeah. Joel, yeah. New Yorker. I, I, and I said, no, probably he, Jewish. I said, that's, uh, that's Superman's dad, Joel. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom, I remember my mom saying, I, I don't think that's a very nice song with what they're saying about the Catholic girl. Well, and they didn't actually ever ban the song, but they did change because now, like, the Catholic girls are all sluts. <laughs> so they, they did can, change something. They conform to this song. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, just sit. Yeah, take a seat over there. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah, <laughs> but nice you're. Bowl. But, thank this you. This is awesome. Yeah, but uh, so uh, uh, we got a, it's a guest coming up in a minute. But Mike, Mike it's your turn to I play right. one more. Play one more. Okay. Right. Speaking of band, the, this one has a, a bad word in it. That uh, in certain markets they would bleep it out, and other times they would play it. So, the band or the song. The song has a word, and you'll hear it. Okay. Oh, please bleep it out. Come on, it's a bitch. But I do remember hearing it, and we went, yeah, what's that? But then you go on the road and take a road trip, and you go through another town, and they would bleep it out. And That's like uh, that's like the uh, uh, Charlie Daniels band, when you would get the version that would say, I done told you once, you son, son of a, a gun. Bitch. Yeah. And then the other one, you son of a gun. The or the uh, fly like any, or was it uh, Jet Airliner? What are they saying that? Uh, funky shit going down in the city. Oh, yeah. And then they changed it to funky kicks. Going was, down in the city. I was wondering. Which was 77, by the way. I didn't bring that in because. I, I almost brought in True Fine Love from 77. Yeah, okay. the Book the Fly of, Like an Eagle album came then. Uh, Book of Dreams with the horse, with the. Fly Like an Eagle, I think, was the year before. Are you sure? I, I'm not positive. Okay. 
but we could find out. So, Mike, you uh, you saw you saw our guest come in. I, I did. My, my surprise for you. Yes, this this is awesome, man. Because I, I one of my favorite songs from uh, the year nineteen seventy seven is a song by by the person who's sitting next to us right now. Uh, his name is Stephen Bishop. The song is called On and On, and I thought. We live in L.A. Maybe we could get one of these singers, songwriters to come in here and do their hit from 1977. Then we'll chat them up. We'll see what they're doing today, see what they have to promote, see if they got shows. And he actually uh, said yes. And he actually said amazing. yes. And uh, Stephen Bishop, you want to say hello to us? Hello, 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 hello. Fighting a cough today. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a cough. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's, it's hanging out with those, those rockers, you know, who, who live on my street. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, you've been, uh, you've been, you've been, music has been your entire life. Yeah. Since what age, so, what age can you, can well, you recall? See, when I was five, I uh, w- would sing the Davy Crockett theme, you know, Davy, Davy Crockett, <laughs> king of the wild frontier. <laughs> um, you know, I started there, but I started really um, like age 13, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know how to play guitar, so I would just, you know. From my bed, I would uh, my guitar would be right there, and I'd just go, you know, open strings. Dun 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 So you're self-taught. Yeah, self-taught. Mike and I both own acoustic guitars, and Mike, how are you coming along with that? It hangs on the wall, looks great, impresses the chicks until they ask me to play it, and I have no idea how to play. it. Yeah, my wife bought me an acoustic guitar for my 40th birthday, which is now nine years ago, and I can't. I just. Nothing. Yeah, I realized it took so skill sad. and practice yeah. and discipline to, to learn. So, and I don't have it. And you're self-taught. Yep, yep, definitely. How did uh, let's see, did I that lead? Did that lead to a lonely up. childhood? Yeah. <laughs> Locked in your room? Oh, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because I had a creepy stepfather. Oh no, who would like not let me play guitar in the house, and I have to. I used to play it in my little closet and just write songs <laughs> so he wouldn't hear it. And oh, it was terrible. Now, why wouldn't your uh, stepdad let you play guitar? Did he think you were going to be a hippie? He was an opera singer, and um, you know he was into a whole different thing. He hated the Beatles. He hated the Stones. You know any of that stuff. But I would think if you're an opera singer that that you would think that any any uh, any music in your life is better than no music. But I'm wrong. No, no. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> he was a creep. He's he's always stayed a creep. I don't know where he is now, but. He's probably uh, creeping out uh, Abe Lincoln or something. He's know. probably surfing around the Facebook <laughs> looking at people. Did you, did you have that moment, like seeing the Beatles for the first time, and that could that like flip oh, the yeah. switch on oh, you? Oh, di- totally. Yeah, totally. I was right in there. Um, you know, I was like what? Jeez, uh, I think I was like thirteen, uh, twelve, something like that. Uh, and the Beatles were just amazing. It just flipped me out and. And in order just to watch it on Ed Sullivan, I had to promise to like clean my uh, clean the whole backyard for the rest of my <laughs> life, you know. Uh, but I, I just uh, I actually had a weird dream of, about uh, uh, the Beatles uh, mm. when I was fifteen. I had this really vivid, uh, really vivid dream where <clears throat> I had my own apartment. And when you're fifteen, you, it's such a cool thing to have your own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and in my dream, I had my own apartment. I was like a cool guy and one day i heard a knock at the door and i go to the door and there's paul mccartney and john lennon in my dream and john lennon says 
hello, we just we're in the neighborhood. We thought we'd drop in and you know say hello. <laughs> and Paul went, you know, yeah, it'd be great. Let's let's write a song, you know. So I go, great guys, come on in. So I they come in, and so we I, we I magically had extra guitars in the dream, and we wrote a song in E, which I don't remember the song. I couldn't remember the song, but I do remember it was an E. And it was an actual song. And afterward, it was like, um, you know, uh, John Lennon said to me, you know, there was a really good song and we'd like you to join the group. What do you think? <laughs> and I said, and, and Paul said, yeah, it'd be great. You know, you should join the group. And so I said, well, gosh, guys, I really would like to, but I promised my mom I'd help her clean up the backyard tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're, if nothing, a good son. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. We heard your guitar from the street, Stephen. <laughs> had, had to knock on your door. It was wrong. It was taken wrong. And now it's all this. I'm not saying the Beatles are better and greater and putting down Jesus mm-hmm. or a concept or whatever. I'm just saying it was wrong. It was taken wrong. And now it's all this. <laughs> but I would think like uh, that hit so big that everybody your age wanted to start a band. Like oh, every kid everybody. immediately grabbed a guitar. And- oh, yeah. Yeah, I had my band, The Weeds. Right. Which had no connotation with weed. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure uh, they did. It, it, was, it was just, we just went, oh, the weed's in the backyard, you know. We didn't know what was going on. But you were a local, you were a California kid, right? Oh, yeah. You grew up San Diego. Here. Okay. So were like the Beach Boys as big a, an influence, or did that oh, even? I love the Beach Boys, yeah. I'm, God, the Beach Boys were incredible. Yeah. I mean, big influence. Now, from, being from San Diego, did you travel up to Los Angeles to see bands? Were you... Were you that kind uh, of a I fan? Did, I did. I did when I was like seventeen. I think we, I came up with some friends and we saw uh, uh, Cranky Smells and Snatch. I mean Crosby Sp- <laughs> Stills and, and, and Nash. That's what their roadies used to call them. Right? Oh, really? Cranky Smells and Snatch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but I saw them with Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, some got the gravy. Some got the gristle. Her roadies called her Joni Bitchell. I don't know if you knew that, but it's true. Is it? Is that no, true? No, making that up. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just going. Terrible, I'm just terrible. going along with him. <laughs> with Stephen, I call him him. A lot of people call him Bish. I call right. him him. Uh, I'll take whatever. What? Um, so how did um, how did you progress into being a, a truly professional musician? Well, you know, we started. You know, in in my group, the Weeds, we would play. You know, fraternity parties and um, you know different events and battle of the bands it's so funny because i was so young and stupid that we played this battle of the bands out of 10 guy out of 10 bands and the guy at the end you know we were sitting there waiting to hear if we won and he goes all right number 10 the weeds (laughs) (laughs) and i jump up i'm so stupid i jump up and i go we're number 10. We won. <laughs> number nine, Cranky and Smells my, and Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> and my friend Mark just goes, sit down, stupid. You, we, we, we lost. You know. What is, um, was there a prize for 10th place? No. 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 Nothing. Definitely. It was, it was Not sad. even bragging rights. It was sad. It was a sad thing. I always have this crazy image of, though, of the 70s and the L.A. rock scene. Were you around the Troubadour and all, oh, yeah, hanging out all with all that. those guys? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Did the Hoot Night thing, you know, and... Saw the Eagles the first night they ever played at the Hoot Night. I wow. just saw the, I just saw the Eagles last week. Oh, really? <laughs> Staples Center. <laughs> yeah, but they were good. I bet they were better when you saw. Them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Well, <laughs> there's a story behind that. I, oh. yeah. Did they do their song uh, Avocado? 
No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Avocado, you think that you are so holy. You're just guacamole to me. Oh, you're a green one, and I know that you're not in season. You better let somebody eat you before it's too late. Now, a hundred pound burrito has been laid upon upon your table. They did you, close with this. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, but they you did. want the jalapeno you can't get. Now, were they cranky jerks back then as well? Oh, I, did, I didn't know them back oh, then. Okay. No, <laughs> I saw the documentary. It just no, came off like no. assholes. Yeah, they yeah. kind of do. Oh, do yeah. they really? Yeah, yeah. They do. Glenn especially. Really? Mm-hmm. Kind of full. Kind of full of themselves. They're really good. Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan. I just, I just thought they I just thought last week they, and I've seen them before and they were amazing. But last week they just something was off. Really? Yeah. Oh. Joe was good. Yeah. <laughs> he was entertaining. Maybe they had indigestion. Maybe they did. <laughs> Should um, we play a little? Stephen Bishop. Yeah. For people who, so, um, you want me to play on and on? Yeah, let's do that one, and then we'll uh, then we'll get to some other. <laughs> we'll get to Animal House and oh. some Tootsie and some yeah. Separate oh. Lives and some Hopefully. and then some brand new Stephen Bishop. Okay, so you have to hold the mic. I'm gonna yeah. Now I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna hold the mic closer to Stephen's guitar so you guys can hear. It's a very high tech setup we have. It's here. a very high yeah, tech, but uh, Stephen. Now remember, Stephen's self taught. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Down in Jamaica they got lots of pretty women Steal your money then they wreck your heart Lonesome Sue, she's in love with old Tim Take him from the fire into the frying pan On and on She just keeps on trying And she smiles when she feels like crying On and on, on and on, on and on mm-hmm. Poor old Jimmy sits alone in the Saw his woman kiss another man So he takes the ladder Steals the stars from the sky Puts on Sinatra and starts to cry On and on He just keeps on trying And he smiles And he feels like crying up my heart to see where it lands on and on I just keep on trying and I smile when I feel like dying on and on 
Awesome. Nice. Even with a cough. Even, even with, with a cough. cough. Even with a cough. Trying to cough off mic. On my best day, I can't sing like that. No. <laughs> no. At all. Ever. Even close. Well, it's Sunday, and I woke up just a couple hours ago. <laughs> He's, he told us off, off air he's a, he's a severe night owl. Oh, really? Still? More than anybody. Oh, really? Was that, You were always that way? Oh, always. Always. You know, it's, um, even when I was a kid, I, I remember being I was like, too. Nine years old, one o'clock in the morning, reading comic books, you know, under the covers, you know, and uh, yeah, I just always been like. Well, that. you had to wait till that creepy stepdad went to sleep yeah, so you could have some fun, so you could jam. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, the album that that's from is called Careless. Uh, tell me, what, how did you get your your deal, your record deal, initially? Well, that's a good question. Um, let's see, and I say um a lot, and I'm. I'm <laughs> That's okay. okay. Now that I've said that, I'm really going to be self-conscious. I I, I wound up um, through some friends. or or, Oh, no. It was actually through my friend Richard Holland, who was going with Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Shaka Khan. Khan. And and they got in touch. And I got in touch with uh, Rufus's manager, Bob Ellis, and he became my manager. Okay. And he got me this, you know, thing with ABC back then. You know, ABC is so long ago. But I know. I remember the label, though, off the 45. Yeah, can, right. It was a musical note, right? And headed like... Something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> ABC Dunhill, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got an appointment with Roy Halley, who is a very revered uh, person in the music biz. He, um, produced, Simon and Garfunkel. He produced yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. He's big. And he's an amazing engineer, and he did all these revolutionary early things you know in the studio so uh, i i played for him live and uh he loved my stuff and so we went in the studio and uh started but i wound up uh we had a disagreement because i had a, a piano player that i wanted to use my friend uh-huh. john jarvis and he wanted to use larry nectal who played on bridge over troubled water which is like <laughs> awesome but yeah. but uh it's a tough know, argument to win good credit very, very good friends with my friend John Jarvis, and I just had to use him. You know, we'd been buddies for years, yeah. and now he's like the top session guy in Nashville. But uh, you know, we wound up. Uh, uh, where was I? Where, I was. Uh, you were signed. Uh, Roy Halley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Roy Halley. So I was in the studio, and I wanted to use my my friend John Jarvis, and he said, "Well, I want to use Larry. Well, maybe we should. You should find another producer." Oh, and I was like. Ugh. You know, and I it was so <laughs> let me hard finish. To, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was so hard to get a record deal back then. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, oh, I pissed him off. You know, so <laughs> uh, I wound up uh, getting another record producer. He he had me get somebody else, and wow. he, it w- worked out great. It was Henry Louis, who was who was um, uh, Joni Mitchell's stalwart um, uh, engineer for all her albums, just about I think, except for the first one. Uh, Henry Louis is just—he was just this really cool guy who, like, was—you know—I would come up with all these weird ideas, and he'd go, "Sure, let's try it." <laughs> so we were in the studio, and so I wound up co-producing my first album. Excellent. That that and that for a for a first-time artist getting a co-producer credit—that doesn't always happen. So that's pretty cool. No, basically, you know, produce—you know—when you're in the studio. I mean, I. I have a lot to do with my my records. Right. You know, I don't just sit back like Diana Ross and you know and okay, sing. Sh- show me yeah. <laughs> when you want me to sing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, uh, oh, I didn't mean that, Diana Ross. Do you know 
where you going? Now? I'm going to bet that she's not listening. That's what I'm going to bet. I think uh, it's a good bet. <laughs> well, now I'm hurt by both of you. You both one punched me in the gut and then one uppercut me in the chin. Uh, but was this a situation where it's like you had two hit songs off this one? You had on and on and save it for a rainy day. Yeah. If if you didn't get a hit, would would you have got another shot, or was it like? You know, this then, thing didn't hit. I think or do you get like a three-album deal or something? Well, they only printed up a few albums because they didn't really think anything was going to happen. And then <laughs> it started getting play, you know, in colleges where it was playing. And the, and the, actually that first album of mine, Careless, became a very big college um, biblical uh, thing, meaning, you know, you know, it was fun to do the funky chicken with. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother was in it's college. Baby making music. Is yeah, that my brother that? was in college at, at that point. I remember him having the album. So. Yeah, yeah, I was. I heard that <laughs> yeah. a lot. So, so I well, this is good, great. So, what kind of promotion did they send you on? What was? Did you do oh, like the I Tonight Show or the yeah. uh, the Midnight Special or any of those things? I did the Midnight Special back oh, then. Oh, I, yeah. I got to have a story from that. Yeah. Any, Anything who was on, who was oh, on your like no stories from the midnight special. <laughs> there was no other like crazy you weren't on with. It wasn't like you and then Ted Nugent and well, then I mean, you know, Journey. The, the thing that it reminds me of is I mean you know back then the Helen Reddy was always the host. You know, oh right, right. stand Helen Reddy. And <laughs> because I'll tell you why <clears throat> because she'll I, roar. She'll roar at. She's you. from Australia. She's from. She's a woman. She'll yeah. roar. Yeah. But I, I had this, this this circumstance where I at one point, you know, in a career, you try, you know, you're going to make it over here, you're going to make it over here, you should try this, try that. And I was working with this producer, Joe Wizard, who was a um, really good producer who produced, uh, you know, Love and Spoonful mm-hmm. and all these other things. And he was really good. Uh, but he had this kind of his eyebrows would always go up, you know, and he goes, Stephen, I really think we should, you know, so so he goes, uh, I'm going to be producing Helen Reddy's next album. And, and this was like a big thing back then. She was a big star. Yeah. back then, And she could really sell and get airplay. So I wanted to, you know, get a song done by her. So. I wound you're, up. You're, you're a hypocrite, is what you're saying. Well, I, yeah, but back then, I, you know, right. I'm not a hypocrite I now. Her. No, no, no. I hate so, her unless she has a hit with one of my songs. Then, then I love then her. Then I love her. <laughs> right, right. So I wound up going to her office, mm-hmm. and her husband back then, um, what was his name? Uh, Ken, uh, you know, it was like her manager. Her too, manager. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Hey, Stephen, I got it. It's great that you come in here, Helen. You're gonna love this kid, you know." So I'm, I'm sitting there. And she walks in. I waited an hour, and I'm with Joe Wizard with his eyebrows and everything. And she finally walks in after, and she's like, all like humped over a little bit. And she walks in, and she's she sees me with a guitar, and she goes, "Oh no, oh no, no live auditions, man. I've been there, man. I've been there." And so I'm thinking, I'm there now, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You know, and she's like saying that's to me. So she goes, "No," and she went in her office and closed the door. It was like, like. Really nice. I've been here for an hour, you know. <laughs> I was going to play. And so he, her husband goes, oh, Helen, Helen, let me talk to Helen. He goes in the office, and you know, I can hear him in there. Honey, baby, the kid is just <laughs> going to play one song. You know, let him just play one. So she comes out, and uh, I and Joe Wizard's going, he has all these great songs in his eyebrows hitting up ceiling. And, and she goes, okay, just one song. So I play the song called One More Night which has since been recorded by Barbara Streisand. And, um, and she goes, it's nice. Get me a lead sheet on that. So I go, okay, okay. So that's it. So I leave, right? Cut to three years later, 
Kim Fowley calls me, the Kim Fowley, mm-hmm. and who I knew years ago back then. Producer of the runways. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's another story. Uh, and and he goes, hey, uh, Stephen, I'm I'm producing Helen Reddy, and I want to do one more night. The same song. The same song. For, she recorded, which was she recorded on her album Ear Candy. <laughs> Finally. And then Kim Fowley had me uh, meet. Uh, he had me come to the whiskey, and I wound up playing uh, a song called uh, I wrote on. It was on my first album, Rock and Roll Slave, uh, for the all the Runaways. Wow. On a unamplified electric guitar. <laughs> With these sixteen-year-old girls, yeah, with Joan Jett and you know <laughs> Sherry Curie, all Lita those. Ford, the, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole outfit, the whole, the whole the original. Okay, that's <laughs> enough for that. And that's amazing. I always have this image of like to be a like in a rock star in the seventies was probably the greatest era to be a rock star. Was it just so. bowls of cocaine everywhere you walked in and every guest Just room? like here in the studio. Just like Mike. here, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Jeez. <laughs> I brought some fruit in. Oh, I'm sorry, those are Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't, That's not cocaine. Oh, okay. No, that's see, sweet and low. We have these images that it was just so decadent. I mean, oh, there must was. have been some yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, well, I just, yeah. I mean, I had some fun. <laughs> oh, good. I had yeah. some fun. It was a, you know, a great time, but, you know. Uh, Speaking of fun, you've got to grow up, you know. <laughs> it's like you look to- towards the future, and you've got to get married with your family, and you know all those nice things. Now, okay. Speaking of fun, tell us what it was like being on the set of Animal House. Oh, yeah. Now, Stephen, just so people, in, in case you didn't know, there's a scene in Animal House where. I brought it if you want. You hear. did? Oh yeah. Oh, you want to cue? Can you cue that up and we'll play it? Oh, or should we describe audio? it first? Oh, I got it. Oh yeah. Well, you're the guy uh, singing on the on the stairs that uh, Belushi smashes his guitar. His guitar. In animals, right? I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no. Sorry. It's it's yeah. the best. Now, was that I had that guitar in my home. The sm- just the in pieces a, in a plaque. Uh well, it the, the back of it came I I I I wound up being able to save the back. Okay. And I had the whole cast sign it. That's great. Yeah. Oh. Is um now that song that's the perfect song because as an audience member you want to break the guitar. Absolutely. So Well, I I purposely, you know, I had to my 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 we all made that up. It wasn't in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I came up with the song idea um, because it was, you know, they wanted something that was, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, perpetuity? Not not perpetuity. Um, you know, uh, an old song that you uh-huh. don't have to pay royalty. Oh, oh right, right, uh, right. Public domain? Public domain. Yeah, That's okay. I'm thinking of. And uh, I, I, you know, I had this song, uh, you know, I just thought, well, that's perfect, you know. And, and so I, and I, I sang it purposely disgusting, you yeah. know, so it would be really annoying. So I did all that, you know, I gave my love a cherry, you know, because I, I, you know, people don't realize so, so much. It's not always the song. It, it, it's the same. You take like a great song. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, like just for example, hey Jude. And if you had somebody, you know, hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song. You know, I mean, I might really, smash a guitar now. Yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, and so, so it really it's the singer a lot of times you know and was that was that one, one take because i mean how many guitars could two you takes okay he smashed two guitars now. two guitars all right nice. any good belushi on the set stories you got one good well, give, me, give, me, give me one belushi story come on please oh god out of his mind right well i mean belushi was a combination of people he was like this tough guy it was like hey you know uh, i'll tell you one for the for the blues brothers um i didn't really have well, one you played for, a cop in the blues brothers right? i did yeah, yeah oh, that's okay. right yes yeah. right i had one line that i wrote that was not in the script that i that i made up and that was i, I was in the car did you get cast spinning around were you cast in blues brothers because you and john landis look like you could be brothers is that the reason oh, we were friends you know <laughs> okay. I, mean, I was friends with john landis from the day of the uh of the la earthquake in 71 oh my god we met that day and we became friends and stayed friends for years but we're not friends anymore so oh yeah oh, i i stepped all over your blues brothers story please continue. <laughs> okay so the blues brothers story was um as it's spinning around uh, I, I say they broke my watch. You know that was in oh, the, right. in the mall. Well, you were upside scene. down. Yeah, right. upside yeah, okay, down. yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so, but on the set, uh, they had you know everybody had trailers and everything. And I was in the trailer watching, um, of all things, uh, as they were fi- you know filming outside. I was watching this movie about the Holocaust. It was just horrible. It was just like this terrible thing. I was like, oh my god, you know. And I'm I'm standing up in the trailer, and Belushi comes in to use the bathroom, and he, he goes he pushes me down, <laughs> and I go I go hey you know and, he, and he's going <laughs> like kind of sinister like that, <laughs> and then he goes to the bathroom, and I said eh, eh, you know to him you know uh, uh, you can say it no. You yeah. say anything you want. You here. say fuck here. Yeah, yeah sure. All right. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, so I said, "Fuck you," you know, and he, he, I could hear him in the bathroom, hey, 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 you know? <laughs> and he was just terrible, you know. So I, I wound up getting mad, and uh, there was a mall, so I, I wound up, you know, going to look at the mall. I'm walking around. A couple of hours go by. I wasn't wanted on the set, so I, I was just hanging out. So I so I I'm walking around in this mall and all of a sudden you know, Belushi's gopher comes over to me. He goes, "Hey man, I've been looking all over for you." And I go, "What? Why? Why?" why? He goes, "Belushi feels terrible. He really feels <laughs> awful that he's pushing down. He he really feels bad. He wants me to tell you." So every time I saw him after that, you know, which I kept, I see him at different you know Animal House uh, promotions right. and stuff. He'd always go, I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm so sorry. You know, he was really uh, contrite, you know. That's funny. Uh, and, you know, it's funny, too, because, um, oh, this is a, I'll tell you a really terrible story. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is a really good Belushi story. <laughs> uh, when I first met Belushi, I went over to his house, and, uh, he, you know, he had this funky, you know, house in Greenwich Village with his wife, Judy, and they, he had all his record collections and stuff, and he said, is it true, man, that Eric Clapton played on your first album? I said, yeah, yeah, he played on it. And do you know him? And I went, yeah, we're friends. You know, Of all things, I became friends with Eric Clapton because he played on my first album and he liked the songs and mm-hmm. we stayed friends, uh, still friends. And uh, he said, oh, man, could you tell him 
I'm like in awe of him, and I think he's just amazing, and he's incredible. <laughs> so I I wound up going to England because I you know was supposed to go to England like the next week or something, and so I you know hung out with Eric and and everything. We were talking and messing around, and I say, um, you know, do you know that guy Belushi, John Belushi? He goes, yeah, I know him. I said, <laughs> oh no, you know, I said he lo- really loves your stuff. He just thinks you're incredible, and this guy. He went, oh, I can't stand that guy. He was the guy who does Joe Cocker, and he makes fun of him. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. And so, so I come back to New York. You know, I was living in New York back then, in the early '80s, and I, I called Belushi. I, I and I said, well, I'm returning your call. Hey, how you doing? And he's like, hey, did you see Eric? Did you tell him I'm really a big fan? I said, well, to tell you the truth, he's not big on that, that stuff with the Joe Conker stuff. You know? And he went, oh, really? I went, yeah. And he was, oh, man. Well, what happened was he was on acid when I was talking to him. And he went on a bad trip. Wait, who was? Belushi. Belushi was. Okay, I, I, I yeah. didn't know if you meant Eric no, no, Clapton. No, no, okay. no, no, yeah. no. John Belushi, <laughs> okay. on the, when I was talking to him oh on the phone God. and saying that, you know, he didn't, you know, and I didn't know. Oh, no. And he went on a really bad trip, he told me later. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I angered Eric Clapton. Well, you got him back for pushing you down. That's yeah, right. There, there you go. go. Now yeah, you're yeah, I, that, I find my revenge somehow. <laughs> how did... um. <clears throat> How did you get involved with singing uh, the Tootsie song, It Might Be You, which is one of my favorites? Um, this That song, I, I got a call from um, the people that uh, worked for uh, the Tootsie movie, mm-hmm. um, this guy, um, Michael uh, Gorfain and Sam Schwartz, and they had a company uh, that, you know, where, where song, singers, you know, got in movies and stuff like that. And so um, they paid me, and I, they said, uh, listen, you know, why don't you go down and talk to Dave Grusin? Dave Grusin wrote the music, and Alan and Marilyn Bergman wrote the lyrics, right? Right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. They wrote The Way We Were, yeah. The Windmills of Your Mind. I mean, they're, they're real good. Yeah. So I wound up, uh, you know, uh, going down to listen to Dave Grusin play me this rough version of It Might Be You, and it sounded great. I said, well, that sounds great. Uh and he's amazing. You know, Dave Grusin's just awesome. So I'm using awesome a lot later. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm really going to watch awesome. that. The, the kids love it. <laughs> I know. I guess so. I can't hear that song without picturing uh, Dustin Hoffman and Jessica Lange walking down the side. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's iconic. It's, it's, it is iconic. Let's, yeah, let's hear a little bit of it, Kyle. Drop us in on the It Might Be You. Oh, good. I, I can't oh, play it with a capo. <laughs> <laughs> We're trusting you, Kyle, on this and one. It's- oh. Time. I've been passing time Watching trains go by This is the movie version All of my yes. It's not the single version Lying on the sand Watching seabirds fly Wishing there would be Someone waiting Something's telling me it might be you It's telling me it might be you All of my life That's just beautiful. Great. That's amazing. That's awesome. No, that was back in, I recorded that in 83. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's a while ago. And you just, <laughs> you, I, I get happy that, 
you know, the, the choices I made years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can still live with. Cause right. you know, it's terrible if you did something like, Hey, this is, this would be a great idea. Woo! And then, you know, <laughs> then and you hear it telling back, me it might be you, woo! You know, or something. And then you go, oh, man, fuck, why did I do that? Do you so, have moments where you regret, like uh, whether yes. a certain album or oh, yeah. something? Oh, you do? He's yes. regretting this right now. <laughs> other than today, what yeah, other, other than today, do you have? Uh, not a lot, but on the, my album Red Cab to Manhattan, which went wood. Uh, <laughs> but, know, but gold, uh, platinum, wood. But, you, but two gold albums in a row, and then. That happened. Would. But, I, but, I want, but I wanted people to know that. Yeah, right. You, you well, did, I went to Warner Brothers and they were like, who's Stephen Bishop? Where, where does he go? Uh, what, what's, what's his deal? Uh, what do you think in your mind went wrong? I mean, guys, huge Warner Brothers. And they didn't hear the album. I mean, since then, it's like a lot of people love that album, yeah. uh, Red Cab to Manhattan. Uh, but, you know, at the time, they just didn't hear it. They didn't. You know, they had Fleetwood Mac, you know, knocking at the door. So, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. There's not a lot of room to promote when Fleetwood Mac's right. there. I, guess. I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's amazing how you do certain things. This is I mean, it might be you. That song is, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's I it's it's huge in the Philippines. In the Philippines, in the really? Philippines, I, I'm like a big star in the Philippines. <laughs> I am not kidding. I'm going there in April. Good. Really? That's awesome. You know how many times I've been there? How many? This, this coming time will be the tenth time. Oh my god, that's great. They love that song. They, young, old alike. They're young kids, old kids. You know what I'm thinking? It's probably big where karaoke's big, and karaoke's big there. I bet. I bet it's a it huge karaoke big. song. It is. It is a big. You know, you karaoke. do. You open and you close with it. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to close with it when I do my show. <laughs> <You're> booking. <it. laughs> um, so then, so that's you singing a song for a movie that someone else wrote. But then a few years after that, you write a song. Right. It's nominated for an Academy Award. Right. And this guy, he, he's a drummer for some band. What's his name? Phil mm. Collins. Doesn't I ring think. a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, well, maybe you've heard this. Uh, this is a song uh, called Separate Lives, and this was in a movie called White Nights. And That's this right. was a duet with a uh, very nice female singer, Marilyn mm-hmm. Martin. And this was written by um, Stephen Bishop. Let's hear a little bit of Separate Lives. Nice. So, so this thing is gigantic. Number one. Yeah, number one. Nominated for an Academy Award. Worldwide, um, in certain places. Didn't it go up? <laughs> didn't it go up against another Phil Collins song? No, yes, it did. It did. Okay. Well, so yes. It's called "Say You Say Me." That was say yeah, Lionel. That, that, Ri- that was Lionel Richie. He, he's going to oh. steal my award. That I think was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lionel Richie. Um, it was from the same movie. It was okay. From White Nights. Say You Say Me. Yeah. And that was sung by Lionel Richie. And then uh, did Lionel win that year? He did, unfortunately. That oh, yeah. Watch him go up there. I was I was paranoid at, at the time because I I had written all these jokes and thanks on this card and I, I, I had gotten to a point where I was uh, in the car I was you know, in the limo I was like going oh this would be great and what about this and what, this is good yeah and finally I got this card that was so full I couldn't even read my own writing and I was so paranoid that I'd win that I'd go up there and go um 
is that a U or a S? <laughs> Band you know? starts playing you off. Well, I, I like that you did prepare, though, because if yeah. you're not, I would say to people, if you're ever nominated for an award, prepare for it. You're already, you've <laughs> right. got a one in five shot. Let's be ready to I go. Mm -hmm. These people are like, oh, I didn't I've, think I'd win. So, uh, well, I'll tell you about my childhood. I know. That's just, uh, that's, that's ridiculous to me. Do you remember who else you were nominated against? Yes, uh, I was nominated uh, against uh, Huey Lewis in the News oh. and Quincy Jones wow. for uh, the color purple and um, he, uh, and uh, wait 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 wait. It's uh, a tough field. That is a tough field. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. I got it. Yeah, Huey Lewis was the power of love. Oh, uh, that was a uh, which was um, from Back to, Back the, to future. the Future. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Miss Seely's Blues for color Jones, purple. Yeah. And we had the separate lives, say you, say me, and surprise, surprise from a chorus line. I think they had an original one in the movie. <laughs> well, there's no, no shame in losing to that. Yeah, crowd. and then I sang on that show, too. Oh, you which, did? Oh, yeah, I've sung twice on the Oscars now. What? So you sang It Might Be You? I sang It Might Be You in 83 or mm -hmm. 4. Right. And uh, in 86, I sang uh, Separate Lives. Wait, Phil Collins didn't sing it? No. He was oh. there, though, which is funny. That is weird. Yeah, that's weird. He didn't want to sing it, so I sang it. Oh, with the uh, the same woman? No, I sang no, just uh, with just by myself. Okay. Yeah. And then this dancer, you know, was dancing as I sang, and because they were worried I'd be too Steal. boring. And also, I, <laughs> Stealing focus. I wore these giant Elton John type glasses, which was like, oh, I look back at that, that I regret. Well, you look at it from the time of your first album in '77, and then to '83, and, and all that. MTV comes. Right. Do you remember, I mean, seeing it for the first time and going, okay, this is a new ball game, or did you even think it's going to last, or did you know what, amazing a, is what a game no changer it was? There's no videos on MTV. Uh, not now. anymore. No, now it's but at the time, it, kids it, from Jersey it changed, drinking. It changed everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was big. It was big back then, yeah, sure. Did you make videos, or did you, you know, get into it? I, you know, I never, we didn't have the the money back then to make videos. <laughs> so there's not even a promotional clip for any there of your There was one tunes. video that I did uh, on my third, no, my fourth album, Bowling in Paris, uh, that was on Atlantic, um, that Phil Collins actually produced some of that. Uh, did you ever ask him why he didn't sing that uh, separate lives on there? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so... Uh, what was I saying? The video? So you, you did make for, a video? Yeah. From, I did make a video with this really cute girl, and it was like we were looking yeah. at each other, and I, I felt so funny doing acting, you know, like that. I've acted, you know, I've right. acted before, but, you know, it's really hard to, like, like a pretty girl and just go, you know, hi, uh, let's be close, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, on camera. It's just, uh, it, was, it was a weird experience, and it made me feel very s strange. But it was fun, you know. It was fun, and uh, you know, videos out there somewhere. It was it was on a song called "Walking on Air," which unfortunately Katy Perry has a "Walking on Air" song. So if you Google it, you're going to get, you're gonna get yeah, you're gonna Katy get Perry references. Nine hundred thousand. <laughs> tell uh, tell Katy Perry and I tried to write a song. Actually, we really? she came over to my house, and uh, I met her through uh, Jerry Beckley's uh, son Matt. And, uh, and who's Jerry Beck? Who's Jerry Beckley? He's in America. 
He's in a, that group America. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh in America. Yes, 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 yes. No yes, yes. I tried to make it Sunday. Sister but I Golden Hands. Of course, of course. So that's Jerry. And his son was Matt, and he was working with her back then. And, and so there I was at dinner with the uh, unknown Katy Perry. Oh, this uh, is before her first album. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. And she was, you know, gorgeous back then, you know, <laughs> and about 22. So she winds up coming over to my house, and we, we, uh, Worked on a song together, but we didn't finish it, and so it, it wound up. She, you know, I just lost touch with her, and uh, she became this mega person. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but you have written. Uh, you you've written songs for. Let me read some people here. Barbara Streisand performed your songs. Yep. Bette Midler. She uh, uh, she recorded, but she didn't ever put it on an album. Oh, that's true. I, I sang in person to Bette. These are people I sang in person to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's what it says. I can't read. Uh, <laughs> Art Garfunkel, though. Yeah, he recorded about eight of my songs. Yeah, and he's no slouch. No. Is he a friend of yours? Bridge Over Troubled Water, yeah. Is his voice back? I, I think his voice is back. I he think was he's, having a problem with his voice. Yeah, and I think he's, uh, I think I saw, because I'm a big Art Garfunkel fan, Simon and Garfunkel, and, and their solo work as well. And I think, uh, I think he's doing better. I think he's going to be doing some dates. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. uh, you know, I, I tried to help him with some of that. The voice stuff? Yeah, I give him some ideas to mm-hmm. have, you know, get steam and all that stuff. Stay up first, till first, four. <laughs> stay up till four or five. Steam. Right? Uh, go to dinner with Katy Perry. I've been doing a lot of weed. Steams, a lot like, of weed. A lot, lot of weed. <laughs> what, what kind of... How do you do the steam? Do you wear a mask? Do you just... No, no. I, I have a steam unit in my shower. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I have a big shower and I just sit there and steam away. I've been doing it every night for the last five nights. I guess that's what Sinatra and Sammy Davis and all those guys used to do in like Vegas. Uh, you know, if they'd been out all night, they would just go in the steam room all day and just try to sweat it all out. <laughs> I don't know if that works. Does it? <laughs> they did okay. They they did okay for themselves. They did fine. But, well, you know, it's it's fun to talk about old the, stuff. Old stuff. Yes. But we like to also talk about new stuff. Ah. So I'm holding in my hand. Uh, S- Stephen actually brought uh, three copies of his new CD called. Be here then. Um, you're you're now you're in bed there, and you got some uh, you got some guitar sheet sheets. And, <laughs> do, are those from your home? My you friend Genie gave gave me those for Christmas. Are they are they uh, are they Egyptian? Are they uh, three hundred? No, no? Oh. they're probably really rough. Are they nice <laughs> they and soft? Are. They're rough. It looks like maybe that's why you're uh, like you're up till four business. in the morning. These yeah, sheets right, are not yeah. comfortable. Sheets. Soften up your sheets to get some sleep. <laughs> but uh, this is your this is your brand new CD. This yeah. this is funny because it 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 works out that this is this is out. Right now. Right now on iTunes. And it just came out. Just came out. So that is weird. It came out this last week. That that I contact you right when you have a new album. I know, weird and yet good. So this good is called weird. Be Here Be Here Then. Be here are then. these are these all Stephen Bishop originals? Yes. Uh I co wrote uh, some of them. I, I co wrote um the first song and the single Pretty Baby with a woman named Tia Sillers, who's amazing lyricist and she co-wrote uh, I Hope You Dance. Do you know that song? I hope you dance. I hope you dance. No, I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. You're kidding. That's a huge hit. But I'll tell you what I do know. I do know your bass player here, Leland Sklar. Oh, yeah. That yeah. guy is amazing. He's played with James Taylor. He's played oh, with really? Lisa Loeb. He's played with Phil Collins. Yeah. He's, a, he's the guy with the super long beard. Yeah, okay. He's an amazing bass player. Yeah, you also great have musicians on it. David Page from Toto. Yep, yep. And uh, who else do we got here that I know? I know Lenny Castro. <laughs> well, Robin DiMaggio produced it, and he's the drummer on Arsenio Hall. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's excellent. You got a picture in here in the sleeve here. There's a picture of you and uh, you and Johnny Carson. Yeah. And you're wearing a, a tiger print jacket. And he look at the, his, yeah. the way he's looking at me. I know. Johnny looks like he's going <laughs> to go take a steam. You say you have no regrets. Are you, did you regret the jacket now? Do you regret that oh, jacket? Oh, yeah, I regret that jacket. <laughs> but it got Johnny Carson to look at me that way, and I got a, a, a picture with him. I was on the Johnny Carson show, and I was terrible. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> why do you say that? Yeah. And I was just freaked out. For, for one thing, Johnny Carson, to me, uh, represented like a very big father figure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he was like, when I was like 11, 12, you know, uh, I, I used to sneak out of my, of my bedroom and watch the Johnny Carson show. Because you were up late. Because I was up late. <laughs> <clears throat> and, you know, I mean, he's... He's, he's intimidating. He would have been really Johnny. intimidating. I love, I will always deeply, deeply love Johnny Carson. I don't know anyone that didn't like Johnny yeah. Carson. I mean, Johnny Carson was just meant so much to me. So you played so there, to did, see did, him on 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 his show. I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> God, I was freaked out. Did you play? Did he give you the okay sign? Did he? No, he just the... looked at me and kind of smiled. All but, right. Uh, but then this picture was another thing. Uh, it was like a fundraising. I okay. was there doing a show or doing some songs, and he was, uh, you know, he just gave me that look, and it's just so <laughs> cool that I have a picture with Johnny Carson. That is very cool. I, I just worship him. Anytime he's on TV, anytime I see anything, even a commercial, I, oh, there he is. Oh man, he's the guy. Yeah, he, he such hip, such he, a hip guy. Yeah, he had that. He had that thing. I'm reading the autobi, uh, not autobiography, uh, the biography about him. The one his, his lawyer wrote by his friend, or, yeah, uh, Bushkin or something. And it's really good. It yeah, is. So it's uh, it. it's not uh, it's not he's not talking trash. This is a. Uh, this is a loving type. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it is. Cool. But I mean, Carson was pretty wild. Yeah. I, I've read some excerpts of it. <coughs> oh, yeah. Seems pretty cool. Yeah. Seems pretty cool. So what cool. are we going to hear from the new album? Do you want to hear the new song, a new song from the new album? Sure. Okay, good. You're going to do, uh, did pretty you tell baby. me Pretty Baby? Pretty Baby. Yeah. Also, uh, Stephen uh, has brought uh, three copies of this, and we're going to get him to sign those, and we're going to give them away to uh, the listeners. So let me uh, let me do my roadie stuff. I'm going to move oh. the song about a runaway. Uh so this one person just wrote me and said, oh, your album's so sad. And I was just like, it is? <laughs> I thought there were some up songs in there. I mean, my stuff is always sad. I mean, I, yeah, separate, separate lives, lives is sad. Separate lives, you know. Okay, here we go. I'm going to move the mic over. Okay. Have you seen my pretty Hello, walking down the road. Thanks for asking. Her name is Angel, and I'm the fool who let her go. If you know my little darling, could you tell her I've been? On my knees Sending whispers Up to heaven To turn her around And bring her Home to me Whoa I'm no good at all Without her Oh I don't care Talking about love, you're talking about her. If 
you seen my pretty baby, tell me so. Here's a picture of my girl smiling. Don't it take your breath away? Think that's something? Ought to see her in real life. She outshines the sunshine most any day. Whoa, I'm no good at all without her. Pretty baby, tell me so. Excellent. Crowd yeah. goes wild. Yeah. That is pretty, <laughs> that was great. Pretty baby. I like that a lot. From Be Here Then. That's available on iTunes right now. Yes. Steven, was this your tour first tour date of 2014? <laughs> We're gonna call this your yeah. We're gonna call this your first tour sure. date. Uh, we um, hope to be on the t shirt. Uh, people, Us in the Philippines. And people who live in the Los Angeles area. <laughs> I've been to the Philippines oh. so many times I've started to talk like a Filipino. <laughs> for I can talk like this for days and days. It just goes on and on to quote the very famous mm. songwriter. <laughs> uh, Stephen, if, if you live in the Los Angeles area, you do have an upcoming show for us. What's the date of your I show? I do. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Usually I'm nervous about a show, and I'm nervous, but I'm also excited about it because I'm going to be doing um, you know, about six of the songs on the new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's February 8th at Japan America Theater downtown. Uh, for information, they can go to my website, stephenbishop.com. And go to events, and uh, it'll give the information. Excellent. Are you on Facebook? Yes, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Can we like you on Facebook? Can I interview myself now? <laughs> Steve, how's it going today on your Sunday? We know you love the Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. Not on Twitter yet, but soon. Uh, um, yeah, I guess so. Management's pushing for yeah. it. Yeah, got to do it. Oh, Stephen, this was a big thrill for us for you to All come right. in here and be part of our, uh, our our 1977 show, but bring us right up to 2014 also. Uh, people go out and buy this album, buy new stuff, buy the old stuff, buy everything from Stephen Bishop, and uh, Stephen's going to sign these, and I will post uh, 
on the message board how you can win a copy of uh, Be Here Then. Thank you, Stephen. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you so fun. much. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. I nice poll, man. I mean, you don't get uh, many times when you when you're a degree away from John Belushi <laughs> or or uh, Eric Clapton or uh, or Johnny Carson. This is when it pays to record in Los Angeles. That's you right. You never know who's going to be around. You never know who you're going to be able to get. And, uh, and you know what? Just uh, I'd just like to give one more taste of Stephen Bishop. He played on and on live. His other song came out in '77. His uh, second big hit was uh, "Save It, Save for, it for a Rainy, rainy day. day." So let's hear a little bit of that. She's kind and pretty, drives a big car too And when I hold her in my arms, I never know what to do She's got everything she needs, what does she need me for? Just a crazy fool, coming back for more And I know she's no good, can't live about her, no, I should Everybody says, watch out, boy She'll break your heart like it was a toy Sounds great. Still sounds great. Yeah. I love that song. song. I really love that song. Uh, so now, are you, I, I, are, I, I, you, are you bringing in a live guest now? No. <laughs> now the heat's on. <laughs> that, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, please don't bring Glenn Fry in. <laughs> What's your he next song? That. Oh, my goodness. How do we follow a live performance no, no, now that, with just some tough. clips? And he still, his voice sounded great, even he though he had really good. Like, uh, a cough. Yeah, he was coughing beforehand, and he kept apologizing, but uh, I thought his voice sounded great. So God, we got to write songs. I need royalties. <laughs> he's got to be living well, he's don't nice. you think? Yeah, he's high on the hog, that oh, dude. that bastard. <laughs> no, nice guy. Really nice guy. Um, I'm going to bring it back to uh, our man Nick Lowe was very busy mm-hmm. as a producer and a performer in 77. We uh, played the Elvis Costello debut album that right. he produced. He also produced this album by a punk band in England called The Damned. This is Neat, Neat, Neat. There you go. Neat, neat, neat. But the album, Damn, Damn, Damned. <laughs> they I, like I, threes. They like uh, triplicate. I didn't even know what uh, what they were saying. I thought it was just like, neat, neat, neat. Yeah. Neat, neat, neat is the name of the song. And they had also had a song called New Rose, which uh, was a big hit. And again, the the album was called... Damned, Damned, Damned. Damn, Damn, Damned. All right. Yeah. Well, I like it. There you go. Nick Lowe, Busy Man in 77. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't even... I mean, that doesn't even sound like a Nicola, like a group that he would even be involved with. You can kind of hear, you can't kind of hear his uh, influence in there. I don't know. I don't slow it down a little bit and picture him doing it. You could probably. Are you talking about having sex? (laughs) Because I'm. uh, His old albums. I mean, there might have been some of it in there. Maybe. That's that, but that's still a little bit off the off the chart for (laughs) for a Nicola. All right, let me see what I got. Let me see. I can't wait to put, like, I like to put the album covers up and then put a question mark for what 
what the topic is. So I can't wait to put up the Tootsie soundtrack next to Damn, Damn, Damn <laughs> yeah. and see if anyone can guess what call with the meat in your mouth. What we're talking about, right? <laughs> um, one of the uh, one of the big debut albums uh, in um, in 1977 was the debut album uh, from Foreigner. Oh yeah, I almost and, brought them. And this, uh, I, I didn't bring. Um, I didn't bring uh, one of the. You know, Foreigner, the first Foreigner album, has feels like the first time. Cold as ice, long, long way from home. Uh, but I brought. Uh, I brought the fourth song on that album. Let's hear a little bit of Head Knocker. How dare you? That's cool. Sorry, what? my uh, finger slipped on that. Look, I know uh, he's that got you, a hair he's trigger. Got, I know he, he he's done listening, so everyone's done. <laughs> what a debut album, man! Yeah, that's pretty great. You had four hits on that thing. Uh, three, three. Cold as ice, long, long way from home. Feels like the first time, man. Three big. Uh, I mean, that's those huge. still get played on. Oh, absolutely. Classic rock radio, definitely. Now, is Lou Graham, he lost his voice or something? He had, he had a, a brain tumor. Oh. Then he rejoined the band, and he um, sounded good, but not the same. And then him and Mick arguments again. and they. But Foreigner's got a, an amazing lead singer right now. His name's Kelly Hansen. He's, he's young, in his 40s. <laughs> and uh, he sounds great. Yeah? He's, sounds really you've great. Seen, yeah. You've seen them live, though. I have seen them live. And it's, it's Mick Jones is the only original member left. He looks ancient. Yeah, Doesn't so it's, that's hard for me. Looks like Ben Franklin up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's flying a kite. He does. Yeah. He has a, some people have scarves tied on their thing. He has kites. <laughs> What's up next for you? Okay, I was digging into the uh, 77 archives, and uh, I didn't really know the song as much when it came out. When I first heard it, I was like, that eh, sounds kind of familiar. But this is uh, a guy who was the lead singer of the Guess Who? Alrighty. The Pride of Winnipeg, Manitoba. This is Burton Cummings with his uh, a solo song called Stand Tall. Oh, this is a great tune. Yeah. In it, Burton Cummings. 
And his band was um, the Guess Who. The Guess Who. That's right. That's American right. Woman. Not the Who. The Guess Who. The Guess Who. Canada's Own. <laughs> Love it. Did you, you remember that one? I do I remember. Stand I, yeah, I didn't until. I don't know if I remembered it then or if I. You know when I think I heard it, Burton Cummings was on Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. and he sang live in studio, and Howard wanted him to sing that, and that's when I was like. Then you have like a vague memory of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I do remember that. Great voice. Yeah, it's in, it, I, got the, I got it in here. It's in my tunes. <laughs> I figured uh, you did. Yeah, I do. I do. This is, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, this is a group I like to call the Ramones. Oh, never heard of them. And uh, this is from Rocket to Russia. It's their second album. Is that the second one? Yeah. Yeah. Rocket to Russia. Uh, and, I get it. Rocket to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to rock it. It to yeah. Russia. Come on, man. He's clever, huh? Uh, I love this song. Just play it. You know what it is. You'll know it. One, two, three, four. For the Ramones songs... Third album. That's the third album. It's the third album. Yeah, Leave Home is the second. Okay. Paul Gilmartin from the Mental Illness Happy Hour... Hates the Ramones. Hates the Ramones. And to Paul, I say, you need to get yourself some shock treatment (laughs) so that you'll like the Ramones. He says... Maybe a beat on that, Brett. It's not... uh, I I understand when someone will say, ah, it's all the same song, but it isn't. You're not listening. Yeah. No, I mean, I can see where he would say that. I can totally. But I told him, because my favorite Ramones era is is uh, end of the century. I love those early 80s albums with uh, Pleasant Dreams, Subterranean Jungle, Too Tough to Die. I love those four albums. And those don't sound like the 70s albums. Right, right. They're maybe a little bit more produced, but, you know. I only got to see them once. I saw their last tour. I never saw them. Really? So bummed, yeah. I was playing the uh, Broad Ripple Comedy Club in Indianapolis and had that, the Vogue Theater, I think it was next door. Yeah, and didn't someone just, it was just like by chance, right? Yeah, you just, just I just down. happened to be there. It was like on a Tuesday night. We did our show, and mm-hmm. they said, you know, who's next door? I go, who? The Ramones were like, well, I got to see this. I got to see that <laughs> They could be dead anytime soon. And, uh, and now they are. And, yeah, um, and it's crazy. And they had the young bass player. Is it CJ? CJ, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was so much younger than the other ones. And then you see the documentary later, and they find out that the two guys hated each other. They didn't talk for you years, talk, Joey and, and Johnny. They would ride along, around in a packing van, and, and there would be a conversation. for 20 years. Because um, Johnny stole Joey's girl, and then he and married then her. He married her. So you chose right. Yeah. Joey, not good looking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ramones. Love the Ramones. Okay, I got this next band. I get a lot of... I got shit from Murray because he says, oh, what do you play these guys all the time? I, I played them once when I think <laughs> when Gary was here and he somehow thinks that I play them all the time. All right, who is it? But so fuck him. I'm going to play him anyway. It was the debut album of The Jam, 1977, In the City. You going to play The Jam again? To see? See? <laughs> <laughs> So what's 
Oh, yeah, just stop at any time. Nice, <laughs> nice fade out there, Kyle. You know, every time you play the jam, and it's a lot, um, <laughs> I love now. it. I love it, and I don't own any jam. You got to get me some jam. Really? Yeah. No, okay, I'll give it, absolutely. You gotta, I mean, I'll sell it to you. We don't steal <laughs> things like Murray here. Just let me borrow it, Mike, and if I like oh, it, I'll go right. out and buy it. Absolutely. Do you have like absolutely. a best of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A hard copy? No, I don't have the hard copy, but I'll, I can. Oh, so where did you get yours, music? I, that one I bought. Right. And that one I had to uh, get a freer version because mine was password protected. Okay. And I could not bring that in there because I knew that was going to screw up. But I also have uh, six months after this album came out, yeah. the Sex Pistols album came mm-hmm. out, and they had a song called Holidays in the Sun, the lead song on that one. Uh-huh. Play the opening riff of, uh, of Holidays in oh, the Sun. Oh, boy. I'm nervous. This could be a uh, CSI. Yeah. Sound familiar? It sure does. This is six months later? Yeah, six months later. Wow. They admit, I think they admitted as much to it. I, I saw Steve Jones in, a, in an interview, and he said, yeah, but you kind of took that riff from the jam. <laughs> All right. Well, at least he admitted it. Yeah. But uh, I, I could have brought in, so that was the only Sex Pistols I brought in. But, of course, that their album came out in 77. Yeah. So massive. They're one, and, they're one and only album. One and only album. Never mind the bollocks. That's kind of that's punk in it in and of itself. Yeah, did you implode after a year yeah. of you know? Take that buying eight, yeah. record buying public <laughs> one they like eight dates in the in America and that was it or something. Yeah, like if you say I saw the Sex Pistols, you're in you're the minority. Really, yeah, definitely. You had to go to some shithole in the South, right? Or the Winter Garden in San Francisco. Exactly. I mean, at least the, the Ramones they they were on the road all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, here's one of my. Uh, I don't even call them a heavy metal band. I think they're more of a hard rock band. It's one of my favorite bands uh, of all time. I, the first time I saw them was they opened for Cheap Trick in 1981, Pittsburgh Civic Arena. And I was just like, who is this band? This is amazing. Can I guess? Yes. ACDC. No. Oh. But it is a, a letter band like that. Oh. Hmm. It's a letter band. A letter band. I don't know. It is, it is UFO. Oh, UFO. Now, sure. behind me, my wife, Pilar Alessandra, just, just walked in. And one day I was playing uh, UFO in the kitchen, and my wife said, who's this? And I said, this is UFO. And my wife said, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> so let's hear. Uh, she gave it a big thumbs down. Thumbs down. P-U this is from Lights Out. UFO. Too hot to handle. I love this song. Yes. Tell her, Mike. That is the only UFO song I own, actually, and I love that song. That's a great song. The rest, of their, the rest of their stuff, I'm with Pilar on this. You don't own Lights Out? No, I don't. Oh, Lights that's a good song. Out. Lights yeah. Out in London. I could, yeah, I could burn you at least, I know 10 songs that you would go, oh yeah, these are all great. Okay, make that. I make will. that for me. I will. Wait, oh, no. she's Pilar taking a picture. Doing? She's walking around. Well, she's Pilar, I can maybe look, get a, whoa. She's a photojournalist. I can maybe get a, a woman's... Uh, 
We're smiling for a photo. What do you, uh, a woman's what? Uh, opinion on this thing. I don't know who her uh, teen idol. Did you have posters on your, on your bedroom wall? Speak of the devil. I just happened to have a guy. My um, She wanted me to have Sean Cassidy on my list, but he didn't make it because I had to uh, UFO. I had to trump yeah. that. <laughs> my sister loved Sean Cassidy, mm-hmm. and I heard this song pumping through her bedroom wall uh, Can incessantly. Can I guess? Is it, uh, is it to do run run? It is. Right. Fire it up, Kyle. Pilar is dancing. Now picture me. Turn that shit off. <laughs> Turn it off. Now that's a remake. Who, who did that originally? Uh, I think, was it the Shirelles or something like maybe, that? Maybe. Maybe something like that. Yeah. I actually auditioned for him once. He's a TV producer. No, he, he was producing some kind of show that was like uh, kind of a, like a medieval kind of fantasy thing. Uh-huh. And then I read for him. He was a really nice guy. And oh, I thought he was putting a band together and you were auditioning <laughs> to be in the band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was he nice? He was great. He was super nice. And, right. and uh, as I'm walking out of the room, it was him and another producer mm-hmm. there and the casting director. And I walk out, I go, no matter what happens here. My sister's going to freak out knowing that I just met you. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed. He's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it. I'm awesome. I understand. Yeah, it, was, it was really cool. Uh, but that album I did not like. <laughs> did not like. Flip my next two because I want to play the, uh, I want to play that one. Yeah. This, uh, this is, uh, I think this guy was in the band Traffic. This is one of my super sounds of the 70s songs. This is uh, Dave Mason. Oh, yeah. This is a song that he wrote about Pilar and I discussing UFO. <laughs> this is uh, We Just Disagree. <laughs> in a way, haven't seen you in a while. How have you been? Have you changed your style and do you think? That we've grown up differently Don't seem the same Seems you've lost your feel for me So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy Dave Mason Went to number 12 in 1977 in the US Is he still with us? Yeah, yeah, he is I'm looking up on Wikipedia right now He's 67 He's uh, from England And yeah, Traffic, Jimi Hendrix, Clapton, George Harrison, Derek and the Dominoes A couple people I've heard in there He got around Yeah, I've heard some (laughs) Cass Elliott Oh, really? What do you think happened there? Oh, she choked on something. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened there. Again, the Seagull shows are funny and dirty. Um, speaking of someone who's not with us mm-hmm. anymore, speaking of uh, living or dying, uh, we lost the king in 1977, August of 1977. There's only a few moments I can remember when people told me somebody died that I can really remember. Tell me and then I'll tell you when I heard And Elvis is one of the first ones. Like, I, I was at a sleepover. I was at a slumber party mm-hmm. at my buddy's house. And slumber parties. Do you call them slumber parties or sleepovers? 
Guys, this is a party. Guys call them sleepovers. Sleepovers. Okay. Well, it was a birthday party at someone. I was 10. What do you want from me? Don't slumber party. <laughs> Okay. Whatever it was, there was a bunch of us there. And I remember this guy's older. Are you older... sure you didn't like Sean Cassidy at your slumber parties? <laughs> um, the guy's older sister came in and said, Elvis died. I was like, we were all just, wow. That was like a big. Costello. I just got his first album produced by Nick Lowe. <laughs> I was much hipper than my friends. So, uh, so what did you guys think? What did you. I remember we turned on the news and then we were watching, but we didn't know any, uh, how he died or anything yeah. like that. I mean, he was kind of like a, an older generation guy, but everybody knew him. He I mean, knew he Elvis Presley, was sure. Yeah. So when he died, he had uh, a single out on the charts mm-hmm. uh, that was going. I don't know if it hit that big and never made it. It wasn't number one or anything, right. but this is the single this is it. that was out when he died. <clears throat> it's called Way Down. Hey, you get in my life. Way down where the music plays. Way down like a tidal wave. Way down where the fire plays. Way down. There you go. Why, how did that not shoot to the top of the charts after he died? I mean, it's not good. It's not that's good. Why, <laughs> that, that sounds like when they don't want to pay for a uh, an Elvis song. They just have <laughs> someone like record cool, yeah, yeah, exactly. one. You just see a picture of him like. being like, you know, 250 pounds, singing yeah. that and just sweating. And eating, just, a, eating a marshmallow fluff and Demerol sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's where I was when I heard he died. We were at, uh, I, was at a, I was at a baseball game, like, a, you know, like a local literally game. I wasn't Slumber playing. Party. I, I was sure. just there. Right. And they announced it over the... Uh, over oh, really? the speakers, Elvis uh, has died, and it's bottom of the ninth. I know, <laughs> Elvis has left the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Um, that's good. Stuff. Dude, was there a reaction? Did people? Yeah, like, it was like out? oh, an audible like oh, and then I remember people, some people leaving to go to their car radios and turn on and see if they could get an, an update on that. And what they found out was that uh, they wanted to ban that only the Good Die Young song. <laughs> And that Elvis had died. Because Hollidaysburg is a progressive community. Oh, not at all. <laughs> um, As Pilar chuckles. In oh, the back. She's been there. She's, she's, she's seen the crosses burning. Um, <laughs> How many more do I have here? Uh, I have two more. So um, so I get two more? Is that the I deal? play one, you play one, I play one, and then you play one, and then Kyle will play. Uh, and, and then, we're, then we're gonna, uh, we'll, we'll play a, a song from uh, Stephen Bishop's uh, new album to yeah. play us out. So um, another debut album uh, in 77 was the self-titled album by uh, formerly Mr. Eddie Mahoney. Oh, sure. You pull out two letters, you get yeah, money. Eddie money, buddy. Cha-ching. <laughs> he, uh, he signs as a, makes as the Y in his autograph. He does a money sign right there. <laughs> uh, two big hits, two tickets to paradise mm-hmm. and uh, baby hold on. And uh, this is a, this song is a, is a remake, and Mike, you probably know who sings the original. Let me see if I can find out. It's uh, no, maybe it's not a, it's not an I hear original. It. What what's the song? It's called "Save a Little Room in Your Heart." Hmm, don't know that one. Uh, is that what I'm playing? No, 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 no. I'm playing uh, <laughs> no, I'm playing. You've really got a hold on me. Oh yeah, that's uh, Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. That's yeah. in your wheelhouse. So let's hear uh, Eddie Money's <laughs> take on that. I don't even know what I'm playing. You know. 
version. That's great. Yeah. I like it. Now we got to whittle down a bunch. Uh oh. Yeah. You got apologies to some people. Yeah, I got apologies. So I'm gonna uh, the Clash had their debut album that. Year. Mm-hmm. So I had a uh, little Clash, but I'm not gonna play. That what were you right gonna now. play? White Riot. All right. Apologies to them. Apologies to the to the white folks. Yeah. <laughs> who need a riot of their own? Right. Um. You want cheese ball or you want uh, something? I think I gotta go cheesy. The yeah, second let's go last. cheesy. Oh boy. Uh, I got a couple couple yeah. big hunks of cheese right here. Um. I'm going to go, since I already played one Teen Idol, I had Andy Gibb on here, too, uh-huh. who had a couple of big hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, Another I, one you like, right, Pilar, Andy Gibb? Okay, okay I, didn't well then, wa- I didn't want an audible. I just wanted to <laughs> shake your head. <laughs> this one is, uh, if you could define guilty pleasure. Okay. Uh, this, <laughs> this is one for me. This is uh, Barry Manilow. Oh, and yeah. I am not new, usually a fan of Lowe, but I'll, I admit, <laughs> I like this song. Go ahead. This is Weekend in New England. You can't believe the looks that Kyle's giving me right now. Well, that's one of the songs I've never knew, like never knew what the title. The title was, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the only ones of his I like. <laughs> I like, uh, I like uh, more Barry Manilow than I should. And why am I saying Barry Manilow? <laughs> I know for a fact that this next song I'm going to play is also on my wife's stinkeroo list. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure uh, there's a lot of those. Yeah, this guy was a. Uh, this guy's name's Bob Welch. Oh, and sure. he was a, he was a member of Fleetwood Mac uh, prior to Stevie and Lindsay joining. And I get really mad because when Fleetwood Mac was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he was not included in the induction. And he played on five Fleetwood Mac studio albums. Oh, really? Future Games, Bear Trees, Penguin, Mystery to Me and Heroes Are Hard to Find. Not only did he, he didn't just play on them, he was. They're, they're vocalists. Him and Christine McVie were the lead vocalists of that era of Fleetwood Mac. The ones with no hits. Right. And, <laughs> okay. but, but still, he kept, them, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. he kept them signed to Warner Brothers all those years, and they're, and they're pretty good albums, especially Mystery to Me. So for him to not be included is, is to it, me... It's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. And then the guy ends up uh, taking his own life like a year and a half later. And Oh, I didn't know that part yeah, of it. That probably wasn't uh, helpful to his... <laughs> yeah deciding to do that but this is from uh his debut solo album called french kiss uh, i remember he had to, he's lighting a cigar on it and there's a girl like licking his face and i thought that was i like, remember that i thought that's like a dirty album cover i'm like <laughs> I, I can't let my parents yeah there it is also yeah. like they poorly photoshopped it because her arm is like half. i don't know same. if they did they know how to photoshop by then could you get that in your town because they were banning only the good die young i know look at that oh yeah i remember that album cover yeah she, she's hot i know yeah there you go and um, this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this song features um, song features Mick Fleetwood on drums, Christine McVie on backing vocals, Lindsey Buckingham on guitar and backing vocals, and it was uh, I think this track was also produced by Christine and Lindsey. Yes, it was. This is a sentimental lady. Go. 
No, that was a big hit. Yeah, that's a big that's a big hit. It was a big hit, Pilar. Yeah. A big hit. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the song that you didn't get asked to dance to at the dance? <laughs> I can't dance. What did you say? How dare oh, you? How dare none you? None of us here are. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> none of this is fair. So, Mike, you got one more, and then Kyle, unfortunately, uh, you don't get to play one. Cause I didn't have a good play out anyway. What was your play out? I didn't have That one. sucks. Okay, go ahead. Well, you think back of all the stuff we didn't play, I mean, how much we just scratched the surface. Like, oh, I night had, moves came in, like rumors came out that year. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had tons of songs that I had to cut out. Oh, yeah. I, I That's mean, what happens. Going through this whole thing. I like well, these year shows. We'll do another year sometime. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, man, I'm tossed between. I'm torn between two. I was going to do a toss up and. Well, what genre do we have? Well, one's a band we play a lot, but I love this song. Okay, and it rocks. And the other Our, one is what? The other one is uh, another New York punk band that did one album. What are you hmm. thinking? You played uh, a lot of punk today. I did. I do that, but we also play the other one's ACDC. Hmm. And I know you love them, but we do seem to play. Uh, Why, well, you know, I had a, I took ACDC off my list, so play the punk song. Okay, this is uh, with apologies to Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Their Blank Generation came out this year, but this is a band. This is Johnny Thunder's band that uh, the Heartbreakers. They were the other Heartbreakers. They were the other Heartbreakers. Yeah, and that he formed after the New York Dolls split. This was uh, Born to Lose from their album LAMF. <laughs> What ACDC song are you going to play? Hold on. I think you made the right choice. Yeah? Yeah. I do. I don't know. A whole lot of Rosie's a great song. I know. Give those fat girls some love. Ah, oh, damn right. They all need loving, Pat. <laughs> what yeah. are her measurements? <laughs> For 48. What is it? I don't know. He says it in the beginning. They're big. She's <laughs> yeah. a big girl. Here, we'll just hear it. All right. Play a little bit. Think, think, think of Rebel. You got to go to the beginning and hear the measurements. Yeah. Think of Rebel Wilson, I guess, when you play this. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crank it, Kyle. Come on. Tell me a pussy. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> Won't tell your story about a woman I know. I come loving. 
steal the show. She ain't exactly pretty. Ain't exactly small. Four, two, third, nine, fifty-six. You can say she got it all. Measurements are forty-two, thirty-nine, fifty-six. What do you think of that, Peel? I heard measurements are forty-two, thirty-nine, fifty-six. Makes yeah. you happy, okay. <laughs> that's my um, locker combination. That's your lo- hey, <laughs> come on, Kyle. That's a nice piece of business. Uh, well, that, Mike, thanks for joining us. No, it was great, man. Uh, good luck uh, scaling Mount Kilimanjaro. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to need all the luck I can. If you don't make it out, Murray will be doing double duty. Oh, that's incentive enough to come back. He's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's in the mountain freezing. He's like, I gotta get down. <laughs> I gotta Must get down. Save people. Podcast. Meanwhile, Murray's Murray's buzzing you, dropping grenades. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Travel Tales Podcast. TravelTalesPodcast.com, FunnyMike.com, uh, at TravelTalesPod on Twitter, and at FunnyMike on Twitter. Will you be tweeting from Mount Kilimanjaro? I don't know if I'll have a lot of Wi-Fi access yeah. there. Well, try to give us an update if you, if you get any. Uh, if you no, get any, as soon as I can. If you get dial-up service. <laughs> Kyle, where can we find you? At Kyle Dotson Funny. All right. And we are at, at Rock Solid Show. We're also at Pat underscore Francis. Like us on Facebook. Uh, find us on iTunes. Find us on our Libsyn site. Uh, find us on Spotify at Rock Solid Show. Go to uh, stephenbishop.com for yeah, all thank news. Thank you to Stephen Bishop. Thank yeah. you, Stephen Bishop. And we're going to play uh, a song oh. off his new album. It's called Be... No, it's called... No, it's called Smart. But the album's... Oh, the album's Be Here Then. Be Here Then. And the song is Sparkle, You Shine. Now, we have three of those albums to give away. Do you want to announce how? I will uh, check the Facebook page uh, this Thursday for details on how to win one of three signed copies of this new CD. Okay. And uh, here's Sparkle, You Shine. Baby, let me talk to you There's so much that I gotta say He don't love you like I do He's gonna hurt you someday My love is real Want to be sure But all like the sun Sparkle, you shine Second to none You sparkle, you shine There's a dark moon out tonight It's gonna kiss and hold you tight I know it I know it Don't you know your heart's at stake, girl? It's not too late to tell him goodbye. You hide your pain Each time you're near me But all like the sun You sparkle, you shine Shine. You're more than beautiful to me, to me.